podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, it's Hope Ellen, one half of the Sports for Dummies podcast. This is the perfect podcast for you, whether you know everything about sports or you know absolutely nothing. Every single week, my sports guru, Lewis Pierce, talks me through the three biggest sports stories of the week and educates me and my little noggin. It's episode four of series four. Lewis, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Good, I'm alright, thank you, I'm good. Sorry, I had to mute myself there for people listening, in case you were wondering, because the Cardo man arrived, so <laughs> I, had to, I had to mute myself. But I'm now here, um, looks like, I think he's gone, no he's not, he's still coming, but either way, I'm well, how are you? What Do you, do you get your food shopping from Mercado every time, every month, every week? Yeah. Isn't that quite a fancy one? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's... It's like it's Waitrose, isn't it? At work hard. It's weird. I find it weird that like every place, like Tesco have Tesco delivery and Asda do Asda delivery, and you know Morrison's do more. But then Waitrose do a cardo. Like it's funny how that works. Mm. Like like you know you don't have Amazon, but you buy on Amazon and it arrives. It might arrive with like a courier company, but you don't buy from M and S and then it arrives with I don't know the flower shop. It arrives from M and S. So it's interesting, isn't it? So interesting. <laughs> You know, I haven't, yeah, whatever, can write, whatever, forget <laughs> it. Let's just talk about sports because that's not relevant. Um, Hope, what has been your highlight of the week then? Oh, man. Right, well, let's have a little think about sports stories, shall we? Um, one, the women's Euros still going strong. Woohoo. Um, last night, and I don't think we'll talk about this because I don't know if you watch it. But I watched UFC for the first time. Ah, actually, well, that was story number one. So you've actually beat me. You've beat me up. You've jumped the gun, Hope, right. and beating me to it. And let's see who you're going to speak about. Paddy the Baddy? Of course we are. But there's only yes! one reason why we Yes, we are. So, Hope, before we actually talk about him and his... Meatball Molly really... as well. Don't forget Meatball Molly. Yeah, Meatball Molly, the, the two scousers. Hope, what did you make of his fight? So, obviously, it's as a losing my virginity fight, which is what it was to watch. <laughs> For lack of a better way to say it. Um, I thought it was really interesting, actually. Like, elbows. I mean, the first round seemed like it was quite techie. It was quite... My dad was like, this is quite a boring part of it to watch when they're just, like, kind of at each other's, like, locked in, wrestling. Yeah. But then the second round, when that knee come up and booted him to the face, game over. I hope I can't. I thought, you know, you know the choke? Like, obviously, because he's so... In the last... In second round, if you didn't watch it, Paddy the Baddy choked this guy, Louis... Louis? It was it? Jordan Levitt. His name was, was Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt. Levitt. Who is Louis? <laughs> You're Louis. I'm Louis. I'm not sure I was fighting Paddy the Baddy, but if I was... <laughs> With that hair, Louis, he'd win. Um, yeah, so he obviously had him choked under the neck or chin, but he also had his arm stuck as well it was a oh. good move um i didn't know that they would tap out and the ref would stop it i f- i thought ufc was so crazy that they would just let you choke but then obviously that would be like no. murder on telly which probably wouldn't yeah. be allowed probably wouldn't go down well but no, i hope it's a very violent like the thing is it's very violent but it's very skilled i would say it's a very different type of sport to boxing a lot of people just go oh yes. boxing's for brutes and uh, but they are completely different things but equally i actually i feel this is more violent because when like when you watch some of the guys or girls get kneed in the face or you get an elbow to the chin it's like the pain uh, just the pain must be terrible but yeah well done to both paddy and uh, molly because they were amazing but hope we're talking today specifically about paddy's really emotional very moving speech after he won um against jordan levitt so for those listening in case you don't know 
he won in his second round fight um, of the UFC 277 fight on Saturday night at the O2. So he fought at the O2, and that's his third consecutive win. Um, and yeah, he did this real... It's, you know the name of it, Hope? Actually, I didn't know. The name of the lock thing, or the choke he did, it's called a rear naked choke. Which is really odd. Did you also see that he um that he twerked in his face at the end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, he, he's a very he's a very interesting human being, Paddy. But regardless of his in fighting antics outside of the ring, he's a great human being. And actually, he gave a really emotional post fight interview, which I think a lot of people weren't necessarily expecting. And I'm going to quote it. So he he received a text message on four a.m. Uh, sorry, four a.m. on Friday, five hours before the weigh in of his fight. And he said, I woke up to a message at 4am on Friday that one of my friends at home had killed themselves. So Ricky, that's for you. There's a stigma that men can't talk. But if you're a man and you've got a weight on your shoulders, speak to someone, speak to anyone. People would rather, I know I'd rather, have their mate cry in their shoulder than go to their funeral. So please, let's get rid of this stigma and men start talking. What an amazing thing to say. Also in that um, in the speech, Lewis, he mentioned Baby Lee. And in the build-up to this fight, there was interviews on like BT Sport. My dad was watching it on his BT app. And he was like, oh, I hope this is Paddy the Baddy. And he started getting really emotional and, and talking about this, this Baby Lee person. And it was a four-year-old um, who had cancer and lost his battle. And Paddy the Baddy was really close to his parents. So he also done it not only for his friend, Ricky, or Rick, but also for, for Baby Lee as well. So I feel like... In both those ways, he's actually raised awareness about two really important causes as a byproduct of just kind of speaking openly himself about what he's been going through. Amazing. And credit to both him and Molly, actually, for keeping for, for keeping their cool and winning, because, yeah, it was an incredible, incredible speech. And he should be really proud of himself, actually. And absolutely, I think that will be a catalyst for a lot of people talking. And I suspect opening up to their mates um, if they're struggling and going through things. I'd hope so. Um do you think that he's going to go far because he's a good fighter or because of his personality? That's a good question, Hope. Now, obviously, the truth is, and there's no point denying it, I won't, you know, there's no point, sorry, no point lying about it, and I'll always be honest, I'm not the biggest UFC fan, so I can't comment fully on how good he is, how good he is of a fighter because I don't know UFC that well. But from what I know, people absolutely adore him, a bit like Tyson Fury, in that people love his, his personality because he is infectious. And I think... That always makes you go far. Whether you believe Tyson Fury is one of the greatest boxers of all time, there's no doubt about it. But there's a reason why he's a level above someone, um, oh, sorry, of people in his category is just because of his personality and who he is. And I think that'll be the same with Paddy. Whether or not he turns into a superstar, we'll have to wait and see. But I think his charisma, his enthusiasm, but also his honesty, as we've seen you know, on Saturday night, his passion and his real... I think his real vulnerability to be to be real with people in whether it's about politics or whether it's about you know trolls. mental health or trolls or whatever it is, he is so honest and he's so upfront. I think people love that about him, um, and I hope he goes far. I really do. But hope I was going to mention too another thing about talking about mental health. Gymshark during uh, last week or so, they actually opened up a pop up barber shop called Deload, and that was in that was in East London, out in um, I believe it was out in Shoreditch, and it was actually a safe space for men to go and offload and, and kind of like talk to a mental health um, barber effectively for a free haircut. So. 
Yeah. So you'd go to the hair, you go to obviously to the barbers and you'd speak about your mental health. But the rule was you'd have to speak about your mental health, but then you get a free trim. That doesn't mean as well for those listening. It was a massive chat. It could literally be three words saying, hi, can I have this, 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 and then nothing else if you didn't want to open up. But the point was it allowed those that wanted to talk about the mental health to get a haircut, which is amazing. And that all the barbers were mental health trained, which is incredible. As a guy. Yeah. When Because when I go to the hairdressers, you always end up having a right now with the hairdresser about all sorts of different things. Do guys do that? And is that why there's like this thing about you can't cheat on your barber? Is it because it is kind of like a place of trust and safe space? Always. I hope absolutely. Like, I'll give a shout out to my local barbers back in the day. Obviously, I've now moved. But I, st- I still go when I'm home always is Saints Barbers in St. Albans. So for those listening that go to Saints, absolute legends love like the best absolutely best love the trims they are 10 out of 10 alex james lil mike whoever it is they are all absolute legends lil mike is he friends of little way they are all hope they are absolute legends all of them and the thing about barbers is i think it does it is a space of talking and whether it's just about football i go in there to be fair and i cause an absolute ruckus because i like we all love bantering and so i get my hair cut with the spurs fan we just sit next to the arsenal fan so we i mean you know liverpool and spurs kind of i i've got no i don't particularly like tottenham but i've got no bad feeling towards them neither really arsenal to an extent but because obviously Arsenal Spurs, as soon as you get them debating or talking, it is just absolute chaos. But you're right, I think because you get to know a guy and you get to know somebody personally, whether it's about football or, you know, what there's a guy at the end who's who's called Big Mike. He's a massive boxing person. And so there are lads that go in there that love boxing and they'll sit with him because he's the boxing man. And so he'll cut your hair and you'll talk to him about, I don't know, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, whoever you're, whoever you're thinking of. So, yeah, and, and I think it there's definitely a space to talk about how you feel. And I think people are really honest in barbershops about how they're doing. And this was a, this was a great idea that Gymshark have or had, sorry. Uh, and hopefully they, you know, maybe open up a, a real, a, yeah, real barbers in the future and offer more haircuts. Who we have to wait and see. Well, also it's like you go there for a purpose to get your haircut. And then the conversation might happen organically. Whereas, and I can't speak as a, as a man, cause I'm not a man, but I know how sometimes it's really difficult to talk. Mm. And if you are booked in to have therapy, that fear becomes elevated because you're like, I'm going there to bear all. I'm going there to talk. So if it's a byproduct of something else that you're going for, that might be a little bit easier to talk and you get to leave. So it's not like you're opening up to someone in your family. If maybe you're having financial strain and you don't want to tell your wife or you're, you're struggling with your marriage, you don't want to tell your wife <laughs> so you might go and speak to to them instead it's interesting yeah also with paddy the baddie can we just say quickly yes. did you see the zone click with him so he was like hey way going like being buzzing going walking into the cage everyone in the crowd had wigs on which was also very fun <laughs> yeah. and then he just he switched didn't he like that and his eyes were just focused and he looked really scary. Yeah, he's an amazing fighter. And what an even better human being as well for everything that we've spoken about. He's an absolute legend. So we wish Paddy all the best and everyone at Saints Barbers too. But hope the other thing I was going to say on that note about the barbers, I think, but also about meeting friends is it's a chance to forget about those things. Like going to the barbers. I know when I go to the barbers, so I'm going on Wednesday, actually. And when I go, it's it will be 30 minutes for good you need to <laughs> no i've got a lot of hair to be fair but it is you know it's 30 40 minutes of forgetting about everything and talking about football and not being on your phone or not thinking about things it's a chat about football and having a laugh and bantering with people because you know you've had a bad pre-season or you lost or we won or taking the mick out of a signing or whatever it is and it's a chance to be with other people who are like-minded but i think it's a yeah the barbers is a really special place for a lot of people and um, 
up and down the country wherever you are and probably around the world too so shout out to all the barbers out there as well uh who make yeah who do good trims and, uh, and, and make barbering fun i dated a barber once did you mm-hmm. he was a bodybuilder but bodybuilding barber. barber so he literally he'd be doing a grade one while i like, literally just doing weights he had the bit i not seen arms that big in my life do you know what it was i was walking to a it's when i first like presented this like five years right. ago and I was walking around Plumstead, so South London, I think that is. Wow. I was like, I, I didn't know where I was going. I was really lost and I was walking up and down the street. I walked past the barbershop and I saw him because I was like, oh my goodness <laughs> gracious, those arms caught my attention. Anyway, I carried on walking. Next thing you know, this guy comes up behind me bike, on his bike and it was him. He went, are you lost? And I went, yeah, I am actually. And then I should probably have done this, but I, he gave me a lift in his car to the where I needed to go because I was lost. Blimey. And how long did he... And then met up with him. Met up with him after. Went for dinner. Took me to a car wash. Went to the cinema. Was it just? Was it was just one date then? <laughs> no, we were talking for a bit. After okay, that. and it didn't work out. No, no. Oh, shame. Uh, yeah, we don't need to go into why it didn't work out. I'll tell you that off. Yeah, that's right. But either way, um, I think it was, it was maybe re- religious differences. Okay, we'll leave it there. That's all right. Well, there you go. Very interesting. Well. <laughs> That is Paddy the Bay. That's story number one. So we'll move on, Hope, to story number dos. We're talking about Hope. I think a story that you might not necessarily know about. This is something that's been a bit more low-key, not really in the press. Well, let's see before you start saying what I do and do not know. Hope, what's live as we're recording on Sunday afternoon right now on the TV that involves France? The... um... Tour de France. Well, I thought you were going to say the Grand Prix. That was also going on. Yes, you're right. The Tour de France. But we're talking about the inaugural Tour de France Femme, which is the women's Tour de France, which is happening today for the first time in 33 years. Great word, by the way. Inaugural. There you go. Good word, isn't it? Like that. Glad. But yeah, did you know about that or did you not? Two points. I did not know about that. Okay. I did know that the golf, uh, women's golf open is happening. <laughs> yesterday. Slightly less. I mean, to be very... I can't really make a pun for golf and cycling. It's not really the same. But either way, I mean, it does involve physical activity in some capacity. Hope that's a good question. Do you think golf's a sport? Yes or no? Oh. Well, what's a sport? Well, physical activity. Do you, do, do, as an example, like. Because, because is going to the gym a sport? Mm. No. But is darts a sport? See, because we had that argument. See, you've said that to me before. I think golf and darts are a hobby. See, there you go. I, see, I, knew, I knew we'd get there in the end. I knew we would. Is that what you think? No, they're still sports. They're just not, it's a different skill. It's like darts and they're not, it's not a physical, it is obviously physical because it does take a toll on your body. You hear Tiger Woods speak about it and after playing for 20 odd years, your body is in absolute ruins after playing golf because you bend over and you twist. But it's a different, Mm. it's a short burst of energy, a physical activity rather than like a long-term endurance. But either way, the point is hope would... But it's like, that's like saying about F1. Is that a sport? Yes, because of the, the physical toll it takes on your body, because you have to stay a certain body weight. But is that what this definition of sport is? No. Physical toll on your body? Because if you say that, it could me- I could be slapping oh, hey, I'm All I'm saying is... And that's a sport, because it's a physical... I, wasn't I, was in, I was interested to what you... <laughs> Why did you do that? That was an example. It's got and, to carry on. No, it wasn't that hope. The more to the point was what your opinion was as the dummy, but it's interesting to hear. Um, either way, we're talking about 
Women's Tour de France. So that begins today. It's going on for eight days, a history-making eight days, that is. There's 144 women with 24 different teams. And it's the yeah, it's the first race that's ever been hosted by the tour organisers properly since 1989. But officially, Hope, in terms of the actual Tour de France, this is it. This is the first one ever. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it goes. It's very dangerous, isn't it? The Tour de France, Hope. Well, just that sport in general. So Cycling. I'm not going to say names or anything, but I heard about uh, a mutual friend. He does like all the... Um, oh, what's the thing where you do four things, like swim, run? What, you mean like a triathlon? Like, triathlon. Yeah, he's a triathlon person. Right. And he was, I think, I want to say in Spain, doing a triathlon. Right. Came off his bike, went straight into a tree. <sighs> Broke his jaw, had to be oh, rushed to hospital. Dear. His whole face was just messed up, messed up. His whole hat, everything was messed up because he went into a tree. Ow. So it, it's dangerous. You know what it makes it more dangerous too? When you see on the, the videos on Twitter or wherever, if you watch it, are the idiots that run on the road and get in the way of the cyclists. Well, you've, you've been there live. This is the problem. So when you line the streets, you know, people normally stand off the road, but you get some numpties that decide to run alongside the cyclists. And there are, there are, there's a video, goodness, was it? I think we did speak about in an episode where there was a there was a catalyst that, ha- as in, there was a... Um, yes, we did. Someone was on the road and got in the way of one that took out the next. And then the entire peloton goes, really, that really does my head in it. My parents absolutely cannot stand that. Well, it's just very selfish. There was a video even today of, of a site of, of a man um, getting in the way of the cyclist because the men's Tour de France is currently going on too. That's about to finish. That's coming to the end this afternoon. So while the men's is finishing, the women's starts. But just absolutely ridiculous. But either way, so this women's race is 1,029 kilometers in eight days, Hope. So that's split up into eight stages. You've got four flats, two hilly and two mountainous. And let me tell you, Hope, that is not going to be an easy ride in the slightest. Is it the same course as the men's? No, it's shorter. Why? I actually don't know why. It's, I don't know why that's the case. We had a debate the other day with my family. Not, not and fam, like my cousins. Right. About if men are, and women, men are no if women are stronger than men okay because one of someone was arguing that women are stronger than men mentally and i was like no and it was like but men are men are stronger physically and i was like no i don't know we've got we've got different strengths and i'm biologically like and we'll never know like i can't be kicked in the balls and also have a baby so i know i don't know which one's worse no but that but your hope you know we had that discussion didn't we the other week about um about football and about the fact that should you have men's and women's football playing together it's the same thing same thing with cycling same thing with rugby so it you know but the, you know the truth is that these unfortunately and very sadly these traditions have always been that it's been you know the men it's male dominated that is why say male tour de france is so much bigger than women's tour de france no literally nobody i've spoken to knows about the women's tour de france or the odd person does like a big cycling expert a big cycling fan but you'll hear nothing on it on the news you'll hear nothing and that's a really disappointing thing and i know i even know people who are not necessarily professional cyclists but extremely good cyclists who are women and they are incredibly gifted more than i could ever be as a man in any form even if i trained for years and years and years so it's it's silly but yeah well anyway let's celebrate it and not not get disappointed in that i do think it's nice that we are i'm a woman you're a man of course yeah like for the pod for the podcast yeah it's different perspectives yeah and different ideas different views but it also means that we can also come together and like conclude things together as a, as a team which is cool but yeah, yeah so it's anyway back to celebrating the femi 
Tour de France. Yes. So the prize pot hope is 250,000 euros, which is minuscule, as always, in comparison to the men's sport, which is rubbish, as we've discussed before. With you're, going back, you're going back there again. No, we're but, trying to celebrate. But we are. We're going to celebrate. Don't you worry. So <laughs> the good news is it's being sponsored by Swift, which is a cycling app for four years. So they've got sponsorship. It's going to continue, like the women's football, as in the women's Super League in England. They've got backing, which is amazing. And hope the favourite for the kind of the eight stages, so the next eight days, is a woman called Anamique van vluten great name what a great name that is she hope is an absolute machine like honestly all right question go on what makes you a good cyclist speed stamina uh wonky road you can (laughs) handle what yeah what makes a good cyclist so the thing is hope every team is composed and made up of different people so there'll be some sprinters there'll be some as in like people who on the on the sprint races so really really fast there'll be some who do the mountainous climbs some who are better climbers what makes you a really good cyclist to be perfectly honest is power and all-round ability so that's mountainous riding that's a cop out lewis what yeah, no, because hope because what you don't no hope honestly because cycling is very niche and that's something that you as like you won't necessarily know is that there are very specific people. Someone like Bradley Wiggins say there are lots of cyclists you'll know of that you'll think oh they're just brilliant, but actually they're only good at certain things. There are some cyclists, of course, like Annemiek van Vleuten, who are amazing at everything, but there are also some cyclists who are just good at certain events. Like there are specific as an example, you could compare it. The way of doing it for sports for dummy star would be like on an athletics field there are some people who are better at 100 meters 400 meters 1500 but there's always that one guy or one girl that you meet and know who can run every single race oh and they're so annoying those people good at everything and they're just amazing right that is Annemiek van Vluten. she is above and beyond the truth is she's above and beyond every single women cyclist at the moment no doubt she's incredible the only cyclist i know is that naughty one from way back when <laughs> oh um the doping scandal. Yes. Uh, I want to say Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, I was going to say Louis Armstrong. That's someone else. He sang What Wonderful World. That was a singer. He was a yeah. trumpet player. And a lot of other great songs. A lot of great brilliant, songs. Brilliant, brilliant man. Lance, not to be confused with Lance Armstrong, who was the dopey man. Annemiek van Vluten is incredible. She actually rode last month at the Giro d'Italia. So that was the, effectively the Italian Tour de France, if you will. And she completely dominated. I mean, she was above and beyond everyone. She's also won every single major race over the last decade, which says something about her. So she is, she's a, a monster. And it's going to be very, very hard to stop her this time around in the Tour de France. Do we have a tour to England? And if not, why not? We do. It's called the Tour of England, but I hope it's not well known. The the reason why the Tour de France is so well known is because cycling it wasn't ever made in France. It was I actually I don't really know the full ins and outs of the reason why the Tour de France is so popular. A bit like the Premier League though, I assume that cycling has some tradition with France, and that's why it's so popular. Can you imagine if those bikes, the penny farthings, were still around? Oh my goodness! Do you know you say that actually? I actually saw one of those ones when I was in LA. I saw a, a random bloke riding one and I was completely confused because it wasn't the right country and it also was, it was like it was like 30 degrees and I'm like bro why didn't you take a normal bike? Why are you on one of those? Anyway, people are funny. So uh, how do you balance on one of them? It's actually a lot easier than you'd expect because of the size of the back pole. It actually balances out. It looks really weird, but when you see it in person, you've got this massive, obviously this huge, huge wheel. um, And then you've got this massive long steel pole and the tiny little wheel at the back. But I think because of the, my bet would be because of the weight of the pole, it probably balances the bike out. But again, I don't really know. They're very weird contraptions. Do you want to hear a story? Go on. So when I was younger, um, you know, those, 
bike things where you can get a big metal pole that goes from the parent's bike to the child's bike. I know exactly what you're talking about, yes. We have one of them. And me, mum and dad went for a bike ride. Right. And we were biking down the road and my mum started going, mum started shouting at my dad. And he just kept replying to her saying, we're going to Linsport. Stop asking me where we're going. We're going to Linsport. What my mum was actually saying was not, where are we going? It was, she is going. And I was on this metal pole, but it was drifting to the side. So I weren't behind dad. I was drifting into the road. And there was a parked big white van. Oh, no. My dad didn't know. I couldn't stop the bike. And I just went against this van like, <laughs> like a fly. Getting whacked, full pelt. And I slid down it. How old were you? And we had to go home. I must have been like four or five. It really hurt. Do you remember it? Yeah, scarred me for life. Goodness me, that doesn't sound like much fun. And then we re- then we returned the things. We were like, what on earth? It's not safe. Blimey. Well, Hope won't be taking part in the Tour de France anytime soon. That's for definite. <laughs> yeah, there's a little story about me. Wow, that, you know what? That's two stories you've learned today. I have learned, that is something I Barbershop, never... shop bodybuilder, Hope went into a white van. <laughs> I tell you what, you've lived it all. You've done it live, all, live, Hope. You have, you have, live, the, you, live the life. You are absolutely reckless. But... <laughs> There you go. So that's the news about the Tour de France. So definitely for those listening, keep your eyes peeled. I know we might really release this in a few days, but either way, it'll be very, very exciting to see who comes out on top. There is news hope to say, though. There are two other women to keep your eyes on. There are lots of brilliant riders, by the way. There's not just saying about Annemiek van Vluten. There are two others that I'd say keep your eyes on. Second is Elisa Longo-Baghini, another great name, mm-hmm. um, who actually, again, another thing, she's a very versatile rider. So again, she has a great team supporting her. She's a very, very talented cyclist. She's had 10 top 10 finishes of uh, 46 of 76 race days. So she's a good cyclist. And another person called Marta Cavalli. Now, she was actually runner up to Van Vluten last month in the Giro d'Italia. In Italy. In Italy. Yeah, in Italy. So she's, and this is her also, this is her breakthrough season. So no one's ever seen her before. So not really sure what to expect of her, but she did really challenge Van Vluten, to be fair. So there you go. It should be very, very interesting to see how it goes. Um, but just very exciting and great time for women cycling too. Before we wrap up story number two, is Anamik going to win? Or are you going to back? Are you going to back Marta? Are you going to back Elissa? What do you reckon? I'm back on Alyssa. Uh, okay. I'm going to say, no, I'm I'm sadly going to say Anamique's going to win. Not sadly, just I think she will. But I want Marta to win. I think it'd be fun if Marta won for like a brand new season. She comes and she wins the Women's Tour de France for the first time. That'd be incredible. So let's say Marta's going to win, but it won't surprise me this time next week if Anamique is very, very, very likely to be winning the uh, the Tour de France of Femme. You better give us an update. I will. Don't you worry. I'll or keep everybody else. posted. Or else you. Oh, come get you. It's my old man face. Do you like it? Not really. Uh, on... Have you ever watched EastEnders? Watch what? EastEnders. EastEnders. Um, I mean, not properly. Do you know Sonia from EastEnders? No. Oh, don't worry. Who's Sonia? She's a girl and I can do her face. Go on. Well, you won't get the reference. Yeah, but you can at least do it and I'll... Martin! Oh, <laughs> Puppet, like a rag doll. Oh my Martin. days. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Anyway, rolling on to story number three. Yes, Hope, we're actually talking about something to keep your eyes on the prize for. (laughs) Coming up this week, Hope, there's an event that you're working on that we're going to be talking about. Oh. That you might not now be working on. I'm not working on it. (laughs) We're talking about the Commonwealth Games, Hope. I got put forward to do a bit of um, hosting for the Commonwealth Games. Yes. Completely fluffed the interview, didn't I? Oh, really? I did. Do you know oh. what? Right? I thought it was going to be just a casual chat. 
So I, and I work from when I work from home, as you can see right now, I'm not wearing makeup or anything because I'm at home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, and I also didn't prep, which was my fault. So I went to this call and it was a panel of three people all interviewing me. Oh. And it was an interview. It weren't like a casual chat and I hadn't prepared and I was completely thrown off. And they asked me, which fighter am I most excited to see box the Commonwealth Games? Do you think I knew a fighter at the Commonwealth Games, Lewis? <laughs> no. Do you think I should have had a few up my sleeve to say yes, but instead I went, ooh, um, hmm. Uh, I couldn't give you one specific now. I'm really excited to see all of them. <laughs> that is that. I, honestly, I come off the interview and I was like, oh my God. But to be fair to myself, the role wasn't what I thought it was. And actually, when they started explaining the role, I was like, I don't really want this job. Oh, okay. So I'm not sad about it. And I learned a lesson. Do you prep and put your face on for an interview? Okay. All I'll say is after that interview, I did a TikTok about it. Right. Got more than 2,000 views. So there you go. That's a little bit of a win. Wow. Um, and I did think if they give me this job, I will judge them. There you go. So hope the Commonwealth Games is opening on Thursday at Birmingham. It's being hosted for the first time in Birmingham. Now it's the seventh time actually a UK city has hosted the Commonwealth Games since 1930. There are 72 nations over two weeks. 19 sports, eight para sports are included, hope. And it all kicks off on Friday. Is it going to be on the telly? Yes, hope. All on BBC. And the fun thing as well to keep your eyes on the prize for is if you're a fan. Just one, just one eye this time, is it? For those who are who are listening, Lewis just held one eye rather like than a, both, like, like a spe- does. Like what they call a monocle, like a monocle. Oh, you monocle and you penny farthing. Now, Hope, can you name a big music group that are playing, opening, headlining? Oh, look, this is like the interview again. Oh, oh no, it's not. I'm just excited to see everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let me let me guess. Let me guess. I was surprised. I'll tell you that. I've got two guesses. Go on. Mumford and Sons or Coldplay? Neither nor. Or Of Mice and Men? No. Is it a rap group? No. Give me a clue. I want to I wanna guess. I don't want you to tell me. I want to guess, okay. but give me a clue. Right. <sighs> and play along at home. Uh, there are two. Again, I, I don't know how many there are. I think there are two of them, and they begin with the letter D. It's two words. People at home know what it is now. They're going to get it. Are they? Yeah. In fact, I'm going to give you another clue, Hope. It, yeah, please. It's two Ds back to back. It's D... D. Dr- and what's the genre? Pop. Pop like poppy like Duran Duran. But I wanted to guess, so you made me sad. You, now. You're sitting there in silence. Yeah, no, I didn't have a clue. No. I was gonna say double denim. It, double <laughs> denim. Oh yes. That one about double denim. Anyway, so double <laughs> denim are playing. Um the other person, they're actually playing alongside a man called Tony Ayumi, who is actually the one of the lead players from Black Sabbath. And the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. So there you go. That'd be very interesting. What kind of audience are they going for here? Because they are very like old. You've got like, well, you've got the weird thing is hope you've got pop and then you've got like rock and roll, like heavy metal. And then you've got, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I don't rate that. Are you trying to attract like 60 year olds? Are you trying to get young people involved? Like, it is a bit weird. But the hope, the fun thing I will say though, the one thing I did actually quite appreciate was. The director of the entire thing is Peaky Blinders director Stephen Knight, which is fun. So that's I like that element that they've tied in with the Peaky Blinders. That would be fun. Um, he's producing the event. So there you go. It's Peaky Blinders set in, in Birmingham. 
Yay. I haven't watched it before. I need to watch it. I enjoy it. The only thing I'd say, it's very, very violent. Like, it's not the sort of series. Well, that's all right. No, yeah. But I mean, it's not it's not the series i could watch back to back because it's very like it's very heavy the content is heavy it's not a a light watch at all i just it's not a let's watch something quick before bed no it's 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 dark and i don't think it's not very summery it's very wintry like it's a very it's the sort of thing you'd put on in winter time i'd say it's not it doesn't feel very summery but yeah anyway okay th- well i will put it in my diary for november <laughs> november first right now do you know what i'm watching right now go on. got a few you ready go on. benadorm yeah that's my before bed 20 minute show well, actually, they're quite long episodes. I thought they're 20 minutes. They're like 45 minutes. Anyway, um, I've also started The Boys on Amazon Prime, that superhero thing. Right. Which is quite good. They're like superheroes, but they're like bad. Like they're not nice people. Oh, naughty boys. Yeah. Oh. Um, I've also started Fear the Walking Dead, which is a spin-off of The Walking Dead. So I'm getting my zombie fix. Right. And Umbrella Academy. And you remember what's going on and... at all of these shows? I think that's it. Okay, well, fair play. That's that's very impressive. What about you? What series am I watching? I hope I don't really. I dip in and out of series. I quite like documentaries. That's my I, and I watch a lot of films. So I'm more of a film man than than a series. I think I have to get into a series mm. with somebody else. I lose interest if I watch a series on my own. I mean, the last dance was amazing. But again, that was sports related. What have I enjoyed? I to be fair, I did enjoy Peaky, the Peaky Blinders series one and two. One specifically, I really enjoyed. I'm on about series four, a couple of episodes in, but I just I need a break from it. I can't deal with the, the heaviness. What or, also for those listening, people that actually might be older, speaking of an older crowd, my papa, so my granddad, recommended me an old series. We love him, by the way, papa. legend. We love papa. A 1967 series he told me about, which was absolutely massive back in the day, was called The Prisoner. And he said it's a very, very interesting psychological thing. It's 17 episodes long, set in North Wales. He said it's a really fascinating watch. And back in the day, he said everyone at whatever it was, nine o'clock or every week on ITV or whatever, would gather around the telly to watch it all together. So apparently it's worth watching. Um, I think it's available on Amazon Prime. So I'm going to check that out for him. So there you go. Yeah, Hope, they've got some They've got some new sports featuring. They've got 3v3 basketball. We've got women's cricket. Syn- oh, yeah, back to Commonwealth Games. Of course, we were talking about. Yeah, back, back to Commonwealth. Um, yep. Synchronised diving too now england actually are predicted to do quite well so back in 2018 which was when the last commonwealth games was held australia won with 80 gold medals they had 198 overall and england finished second we had 45 gold medals with 136 overall so we're still we're a long way off oz oz do absolutely amazingly always but there's a chance you know and why very talented nation at different sports amazing that's hope they are good at apart from i'd say football they're not great they're not bad at football but they're good at rugby, at cricket, at tennis. They're just a great sporting nation. Very good at athletics. I, li- I used to live with an Australian housemate. Really? Her name was Erin and she was a paramedic. Oh, there you go. My mum's an Aussie. So there you go. Fun fact for those listening. But I hope the man I wanted to... But I might... <laughs> right, I The man I wanted to focus on is a swimmer called Adam Peaty. All right. Tell me more. <laughs> Do you know who Adam Peaty is? No. Okay. So, Hope, Adam... I know um, that guy who does the diving. Tom Daly. Yeah. Right. I saw him once, you know, on his bike. Did you? Where did you see him? He drove past my work when I used to work in Stratford. Ah, there you go. I, th- I thought, eh, it's Tom Daly. Oh, there you go. He wasn't doing any diving though. He was cycling. There you go. Talking about cycling. Um, maybe he was He was maybe cycling to the Olympic swimming pool. In Stratford as well. That makes the sense. Olympic that would have made, you know what, that actually hope you might be on something there. You might be on something. No, so Adam Peaty is a three-time Olympic champion. He is absolutely awesome he's a breaststroke swimmer and he won a, a, like a number of gold medals at the olympic games just gone hope he is 
incredibly talented. I promise you, one of those guys that you watch swim and you think, how do you generate that much? If anyone listening, please go watch like an Adam PT highlight reel or even Adam PT gold last summer at the Olympics because you'll see just how amazing he is. We'll try and slot it in here. Do, yeah, we, we could slot it, absolutely. So he is set to compete in four events, the 27-year-old. But the reason why I wanted to talk about him specifically, Hope, was because he actually only returned to training three weeks ago after breaking his foot in May. And his entire year, his season of swimming has been absolutely disrupted because he's had illness and injury. I believe he had COVID as well. And then he broke his foot. And he was sadly denied the chance to claim a fourth consecutive world double in the 50 metres and 100 metres breaststroke uh, over the last few months because of his injury, because of his foot. So hopefully he'll return to action, which he looks like he will. It looks like he's going to swim. Um, but he doesn't know how he's going to get on. He said in an interview, you know, he's kind of unsure how he's going fe- to, you know, he's going to venture and because he hasn't swam properly since, well, really the beginning of the year. So we'll have to wait and see. Why did all his bones break? I can't, it, I don't remember why his, he broke his foot. It was something funny. I can't like not funny as in like ha ha funny, but like a, a unique, Weird. yeah, a unique scenario. It was something like, like final destination. He, it was something like he was swimming in his pool and he kicked his foot against the side, or like something really odd happened, like unusual, and he broke his foot. But either way, he broke his foot. Um, but hopefully he'll return, you know, stronger than ever, and he'll absolutely smash it because he is an awesome swimmer. And one of my favourite events, off like on track or off track, is the swimming, and is watching Adam Peaty because he's a machine in the water. Well, I look forward to seeing him and saying I know who he is. There huh? you go. So hope, come on, lionesses, and come on, England in the Commonwealth. Come on. Well, there you go. Hope. Well, that really kind of on a brisk and brash note is uh, is the end of sports anyway so if you have enjoyed please do leave us a review and whatever you're listening to whether that's on youtube drop us a comment or equally if you're on a podcasting platform write us an email at sports at at gmail.com let us know any sports that we missed anything you wish we'd spoken about and also any things to keep our eyes on for the future absolutely and also any feedback because we're kind of we're still in the early days of developing this whole concept mm. and actually we're going to try and utilize spotify's new thing where you can upload like a video yes so please do tell us if you like it, if you don't like it, because we're doing this. Well, it makes us happy, but we're also doing it for you. You're the audience. So tell us what you like and what you Absolutely. don't like. Please do let us know. But yeah, to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. As always, let us know any feedback. And, and we'll see you again very, very soon for hopefully an interview. Hey, Lewis. Lots of love to you, my friend. Always hope. See you in a bit. Have a great week. Mwah. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.